Hello, Masters in the Making. I'm your host, Mike Miller, and I want to welcome you to Simple Self Mastery. Simple Self Mastery is a self-help podcast dedicated to giving you the best in health, wealth, love, happiness, and a little peace of mind five days a week. I'm excited and honored to introduce our guest today, Suzanne Hine. Suzanne Hine is a spiritual mentor, writer, and online course creator who helps ambitious free spirits heal their hearts and live their dreams. She inspires people that they can heal any wound, transcend any circumstance, and create any kind of life they want to. Suzanne, I've given our listeners a peek at who you are, but is there anything you want to add to spice up that intro? <laughs> um, I just am really happy to be here. It's always so funny because we you know, you know, we spend people in business, meaning we spend so much time trying to like figure out how to encapsulate who we are in some simple statement. But as you know, it's such right. like uh it's so hard to condense the breadth of who we are into a simple statement. But for now, I think that totally covers it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And you know, you hit the you hit the nail on the head there. It's really difficult to kind of to take all your ideas and all these different things and put them into a simple statement. But I'm hoping we can elaborate a little bit on that today. And so, Suzanne, where focus goes, energy flows. Where is your energy going right now in the work that you do? Yeah, it's interesting. You've caught me at sort of a transition. Well, I feel like I've been in a transition for a long time, actually, because as many people listening can probably relate, I am definitely a lifelong uh, personal development junkie, spirituality, and so I'm always transitioning. But right now, I really feel like I'm moving. I've done a lot of inner healing work. Um, which is, you know, a lot of what I help other people with, but I'm really transitioning into breaking all of my upper limits and getting deep into the energetics of manifesting and creating my ideal reality. And, um, yeah, just really blowing the lid off of what I think is possible and stepping into the life that's waiting for me. And in my work, it's really about, that's part of the reason why I have had such a hard time creating that one simple statement, because I do have done a lot of deep, deep inner healing work from, I've had a lot of trauma And so, you know, honoring that, but then also not letting that limit me in my work or feeling like I need to stay there in that space of healing or responsible to help others heal and really allowing myself to go beyond that and to see what is possible. So I'm getting like super woo woo now actually and mystical and just diving into like, it's a totally new area for me, just like quantum shifting and um, the energetics of money and all of that fun stuff. Wow. Yeah, it definitely sounds like there's a lot going on in your life right now. And so speaking of diving, I kind of want to dive into what you just mentioned. And that is, can you tell us a little bit about what inner healing is? Because I interview a lot of spiritual coaches, mentors on the show, and they all seem to have like different niches and different ways they approach spirituality. Can you kind of break it down Um, what inner healing means to you? Yeah, inner healing to me is simply feeling 
uh, whatever we feel. I just believe that when we experience painful events in our lives, especially from when we were younger, a lot of times there is residual emotion that we haven't fully processed and released. And so to me, healing is really a process of tapping into whatever emotions we haven't fully felt and feeling them in order to release them. And so for someone listening, our masters in the making listening, who maybe have had um, unfortunate experience in the past and had this residual emotion, what's the first step? Like, how do they go forward towards inner healing? Well, I think it depends on where people are. For me, uh, meditating was really powerful. So I teach a really powerful meditation technique called the feeling awareness meditation. And what this is, is basically you tune in. And so traditional meditations are breath centered. You focus on the breath, breathing in, breathing out. And with the feeling awareness meditation, it's about tuning into first your heart, but wherever in your body you feel called to focus on and tuning into what energy is there. And then to people are always asking me, how do you feel emotions or how do you heal them? Because a lot of times when you first bring awareness to any pain that's within you, it can feel overwhelming or we feel like, oh my gosh, what do I do with this? We don't know what to do with it, right? But emotions are literally just energy and motion. And I always tell people that the body, the, um, the energy body digests emotion like the stomach digests food. It's a natural process us. Nothing could be more natural. And so emotions are meant to flow through us. But what um, stops them from flowing through is our own internal fear, resistance, turning away from ourselves. So to fully feel and heal them, uh, one option is meditation. So just tuning in, feeling the emotion, really removing any barriers, like even mental barriers between you and fully feeling that emotion and just breathing it in and just being with it. And if you do that, you'll notice the emotion begin to move and shift and eventually dissolve. And it'll be waves that'll come back up again, but you just keep showing up and feeling. And then another option that's really great. Some people are scared of their emotions and they're not really at that point yet. But yoga is obviously also really profound for just moving energy through the body. Um, So it balances your energy centers. And then from a physical perspective, a lot of times emotions will get trapped in various parts of our body, you know, like Mm -hmm. peptides, like literally physically, there's a great book actually, which is not the book that I was going to recommend, but it's called Molecules of Emotion. And it's all about that process if people are interested. But so when you do yoga, you're literally like wringing the physicality of emotions out of the different places of your body. So that's another really great way to process emotions. Awesome. Yeah, because I I find, you know, for myself, especially, it's like you feel these emotions and sometimes you don't know what to do with them. You're like, well, how do you approach this? But being aware of them and kind of letting yourself feel them and then let them dissolve, as you're saying, is is definitely a really cool way to go about it. And so for you, you know, everyone starts somewhere, you know, on your journey. What was your ordinary world like before you discovered spirituality and mysticism? And when did you discover that, that you had a passion for it? Can you share that story with us? Yeah, I've always been interested in spirituality. When I was younger, I was more interested in Buddhism and sort of Eastern philosophies and sort of occult things like my friends and I used to play with Ouija boards. And then I grew older and 
um, it was just that point, you know, of like, I got to grow up and be normal now. And so I became a journalist. And then at 27, I got breast cancer. And that was an awakening of, um, you know, I just felt called to uh, reignite my spirituality. And well, I had some earlier life trauma, my dad and my sister died a year apart when I was in high school. So I hadn't fully, uh, I hadn't fully like I had healed from that, but not in a really deep and complete way. Like I had returned to a sense of fragile peace. But I hadn't really connected to a sense of happiness. And um, after cancer, I just it was just sort of this invitation from the universe to deepen into myself. And for the first time in my life, my emotions were so intense that I could no longer run away from them. And actually life, because I had been moving around a lot and really indulging in my uh, nomadic desires. And so for the first time, life was like, you know, just you're you're not moving, just sit (laughs) and so it really taught me, it like forced me to honor my emotions, which is how I came across the feeling awareness. And then, you know, just in the search for that, just in the search of healing from emotionally and spiritually from cancer, to putting that in perspective, to realizing that, you know, journalism wasn't really where my passions were. It um, took a long time to get to where I am now, but that was definitely the turning point. Wow. And so for those listening who can kind of relate to this adversity and this kind of these these struggles that you experienced at a younger age do you have any any kind of um, message you can give to them absolutely um everything everything is happening for the highest good a lot of times when things happen we can say why me or like wonder if we're being punished or you know just sort of turn against life and ourselves but these are the moments that define us how well we respond to our low moments defines how high we will rise and these every no matter how big the pain is first of all nothing is all good or all bad and these moments of incredible pain and adversity are just incredible opportunities opportunities to learn more about who you are, connect more to yourself, deepen your spirituality, and eventually feel more joy. Because I deeply believe that people who, the people who feel the most are also capable of the most joy. You know, like when we numb our pain, we numb our our pleasure. And because life is just a series of contrasts, I deeply believe that those people who have experienced deep pain and allow themselves the opportunity, the gift of healing can also then experience like an equal or greater feeling of joy. Awesome. I love it. And so this is a good segue into my next question. Speaking of adversity, challenge struggle you know we all experience these kind of things in different ways on our own journeys but for you what was the one biggest challenge you faced on your spiritual journey the biggest challenge um i mean (laughs) you're gonna laugh um it was actually living in a place that i didn't like (laughs) hey nothing wrong with that go yeah please elaborate (laughs) tell us about that Yeah, after cancer, um, I lost my mind and um, I, a few, a little while later, um, you know, I, so I ended up getting married and then we just kind of moved. We lived, we were already in Arizona, but we moved to Phoenix and I had always prided, 
I always based my freedom and my happiness on my ability to move. And, you know, then, but I'd always been by myself. I'd always been single. I'd always sort of had that power of self-determination and getting married and learning how to be a free spirit and be true to myself within the structure of my relationship was one of the most challenging experiences of my life. But that ultimately connected me to an even deeper sense of freedom. Um, You know, my husband, without talking about him too much, you know, he just doesn't like to move a lot. And I am like always just a free spirit. And so I just really struggled against it. Um, and we, you know, we're staying put for various circumstances and I just was resisting, resisting, resisting. I was working in a, like a court, semi-corporate job and just really felt like there weren't many, um, opportunities in my field. And, uh, that bothered me because I've always been success oriented, very driven to succeed. Um, but, you know, uh, that that whole journey is what ultimately led me to actually deepen my spiritual path and then also just, you know, start my journey becoming a blogger. Um, so it caused a lot of emotional turmoil. But, yeah, that, that was another one of those things that was like a challenge that just ended up being for the greatest good. Sure. And I always find it fascinating how, our, like you said, for the greater good, our challenges become huge pivots to different things and different types of success. And, you know, it, it sounds like you felt really stuck and really in place for someone who likes to move so much. And so from that experience, what was the one greatest lesson you learned? That that freedom is within you, I guess. That I guess it goes back to just everything is always working out you know, for the greatest good. And I really thought that some of the choices that I made, um, not that they'd messed up my life, but I just felt like I was faced with the impossible choice of like this or this, you know, like stay with the man that I loved or like, you know, accept resignation that I could never have the career that I wanted. And I think that in those moments, they're just really invitations to think creatively and to one of the things that I've really been experimenting with whenever I think like this or this, I'm always challenging myself to say no. And, and I think that we really need to challenge ourselves to say that we can have it all, but the biggest change doesn't come from resistance. I get, I have like a million lessons here, but maybe the biggest lesson is that, um, all change doesn't come from resistance but from fully accepting where you are in life and then creating change on top of that because I think the biggest temptation is to resist where we are and create change based on that resistance but then we end up taking that resistance which is really we're just resisting ourselves right or resisting the choices that we made there's like a a sense of self-hate in there but so if we can accept ourselves accept the choices that we make accept that it's for the highest good and drop that resistance then we have the power to create from that place Awesome. I, I love that that message of acceptance because, you know, sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do or we're stuck in a job that we don't like. But we have sometimes we have to do things we don't want to do in order to do things that we do want to do. And acceptance, I feel like, is a huge part of that, you know, uh, climbing that ladder of success and realizing that, you know, where you are now, if it's not where you want to be, if you just kind of move into it and accept it and just kind of stop, uh, you know, really fully accept that then you can kind of move on to greater and greater things and so speaking of moving on to greater things we're we're approaching home play here suzanne are you ready for the moment of mastery where you can share tips resources and insights directly to our listeners for sure awesome 
what is one daily habit that contributes to your personal success? Yeah, this is a tie between um, meditation and journaling. I think they're both so powerful and I can't imagine my life without either one. Agreed. Totally. I've been doing both. And wow, you know, the difference <laughs> is is an understatement when you don't do it. It's fascinating. And so for the masters in the making listening, I know I, I've talked about this in prior episodes with other guests, but meditation and journaling, it works. It's awesome. It's empowering. Do it. Um, what is one simple mindset shift our listeners can apply to how they think about spirituality? To spirituality, um, I think it's just that, you know, to throw away all of the rules. It was just like about living a life that's really true to you. Like, I think that's the biggest thing in life, you know, and releasing all of those, um, because I think spirituality and, and just life in general is just about connecting to the deepest essence of you. Oh, it's about success. And I think that that really is true success is connecting to yourself and creating a life based on that connection and not the expectations of other people or feeling guilty for a lot of, I think even especially high achievers have this sense of like, because following your heart is always the more woo woo path, right? Or maybe you're like, oh, that's not good enough. It's not serious enough. It's not whatever. It's not impactful enough. And that really comes from a place of responsibility. So I think the, the, the way to spirituality, the way to success, the way to everything is just to let go of all those ideas and really do what's in your heart. Because if you are successful and you are smart and you are talented, you are given these desires for a reason. And they are so important. It doesn't matter what your parents, your friends, or anybody else thinks. The most important thing is to live a life that's true to you. I love it. And what is one simple action our listeners can take right now, wherever they are, to jumpstart their own success? Yeah, I think just to take imperfect action. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I always find like just just doing something is is the best way to kind of learn and grow, because oftentimes we we do the uh, paralysis by analysis. So I love that imperfect action. Awesome. And what is one book you can recommend and why, Suzanne? The book that really changed my life was The Power of Now. And that is really what helped me accept my life and release all of the resistance. And that helped catapult me into creating a life that feels deeply resonant at the soul level. That book rocks. <laughs> it's so good. It's so great. I, you know, I read it a couple times. And every time you read it, it just rocks your world. There's always something new. And it's fascinating. Um, that's awesome. The power of now. Eckhart Tolle um, kills it. So finally, Suzanne, where is the best place our listeners can go to learn more about you and what you do? Yeah. So my website is SuzanneHine.com and the spelling I'm sure will be in the notes. And there on my website, you can get a free 10 minute guided meditation of the feeling awareness uh, technique that I mentioned at the beginning that'll help people really tune into any emotions that they're feeling and release them. And also just really connect to your heart and connect to a deeper part of you. Awesome. Thank you, Suzanne. And Masters the Making, go check out Suzanne's site and go check out simpleselfmastery.com and type in Suzanne's name in the search. It'll shoot you over the show notes page of today's podcast for links, resources, timestamps, and an overview of what Suzanne and I discussed today. Suzanne, I want to thank you for sharing your journey with all of us here at Simple Self Mastery. You mastered the mic and shared a ton of value. Thank you, and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode of Simple Self Mastery, please show your support by subscribing, leave a five-star rating, and a review. It is my honor and privilege to provide you with high-value, free content five days a week, and I'd be humbled by your support. Keep learning, keep listening, and keep working towards your own personal self-mastery. Thanks, and we'll catch you later.